0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Jack Baca, pastor here at the Village Church, and you have joined us for our May 9th service of worship of the living God. As we take a moment to gather and collect ourselves, let me wish everyone a happy Mother's Day. Everyone has a mother or had a mother. We all love mothers. Many of us are mothers. And so happy Mother's Day today. Let me mention that May is our Undy Sunday month. Normally, we take just one Sunday in May to collect new underwear and socks for distribution to folks who need them through our New Day Urban Ministries, but we are spending the whole month of May. Undy Sunday is actually Undy May now. So bring by new underwear and socks to the church anytime this month, or simply send in your cash, and we'll be happy to send that along so... Such things can be purchased, and in that way, we'll share the love of Christ in tangible ways with some folks in need. There's a lot more information on our church website and in the weekly emails that we send, so be sure to check out all the different ways that you can grow and learn and serve here at the Village Church. Well, we have gathered for worship, and as you might notice, we are in the sanctuary of the church for the first time in a very, very long time. Let's gather wherever we are and open our hearts to worship God as we hear these words from the 18th Psalm. Who is God except the Lord, and who is a rock besides our God? The God who girded us with strength and made our way safe. He made our feet like the feet of a deer and set us secure on the heights. You have given us the shield of your salvation, and your right hand has supported us. Your help has made us great. Friends, let's worship God.
1: comes as day, when from the heart we say, may Jesus Christ be praised. The powers of darkness fear, when this sweet chant they hear, may Jesus Christ
2: God so loved the world that He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, for the life of the world. In that truth, in that reality, we can come before God's presence, confessing the ways in which we have broken God's heart, naming the ways in which we need God's mercies and grace. Let us join our hearts together in our prayer of confession, the words of which will be projected on your screen. Holy God, righteous and merciful. Cleanse our minds and free our consciences from the things that divide us from you. We have shut our eyes to your glory, our minds to your truth, and our hearts to your spirit. And yet, we want to love you, Lord, to offer you true worship and joyful service. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. And since all your paths are loving and sure, guide us in the way we should go and lead us to life everlasting through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Friends, sisters, and brothers in Christ and people of God, hear and receive, believe, and trust in the good news of God in Jesus Christ, that in Christ's life, death, resurrection, and ascension, you and I have been set free. You and I have been liberated to love God and to love one another. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you. Because God has given us peace with him and with one another. Let us share signs of peace and God's love to one another. I invite you to do so with those that are around you. And not only this day, but every single day, let's share signs of God's love and peace to the whole world. Amen.
1: My voice, he heard my cry, he turned.
3: Good morning, Kids Village, and happy Sunday. Today is the second week of the month of May, and it also happens to be Mother's Day. So I wanted to start out this morning by wishing all of our moms a happy Mother's Day. You children are going to continue hearing your word for this month, which is commitment. God wants us to learn how to be committed in our relationship with Him so that ultimately we can see Him in all areas of our lives. This morning, I also wanted to make a special note that if you hadn't seen it gone out on our emails, my family and I are going to be moving out of state. This means that I will not be making these kids' messages for you all each Sunday, but you will be seeing a variety of different people who will have excellent messages for you all. This is a way of our family being committed to our relationship with God. We have felt this calling in our lives to move out of state, and we're honoring that and taking the jump. So I wanted to send a special thank you to all of our families and parents who have been so supportive of this children's ministry and of my little family. This place has become a second home and we're truly going to miss being on campus together. I'm looking forward to seeing how church reopens and how you children enter your classrooms when the time is right. And I just look forward to seeing how God blesses this ministry moving forward. Thank you again to all of our families. It has been such an honor and a privileged to be a part of this church. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: We want to take a moment in our worship now to celebrate the ministry of Charity Atkins among us and to thank her for her years of service to the village church. Charity began her work with us actually as a volunteer in 2009 in our youth ministry. Then she became an intern, then an assistant director for youth in 2013. And in 2017, she became our director of children's ministries. Charity is someone who loves Jesus, someone who loves kids. She's always positive, cheerful, helpful, a team player, even keeled, and easy to work with. Those are some of the things that we have heard about Charity from all of your comments in the last couple of weeks as we have learned of her plan to move to Idaho with her husband Dan and daughter Anna. And so we celebrate Chersty's ministry among us and especially note today in this video format that in March of 2020, not only did Chersty continue to use all those wonderful traits and qualities that she had, but she became a movie star. And we've loved watching her children's videos in this format for over a year now. So Charity, we want to say to you that we love you, we thank you, we celebrate the years we've had with you. We will miss you, but we will pray for the best for you as you begin this new season of life with your family. You will always be part of the Village Church family, and we'll celebrate that as well in our worship at the church today as we give you some cards and gifts and mementos all of which are a way of saying we know that you'll remember us and, of course, we'll remember you and look forward to seeing you again here in the life of the Village Church. God bless.
1: hands that we can
4: Every day we worship God, but on Sundays, Resurrection Day, we come together as a community, whether we're online, with family at home, but we take time, a Sabbath, to worship God and to bring to God our prayers. Will you please join me in the pastoral prayer, prayer of the people, and then together we will say the Lord's prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, Blessed be your name and your work. God of love and mercy, guide us as we pray. On this day, in which we honor mothers, may we love and cherish the special women who gave birth to us, who have nurtured us, and who prayed for our well-being. May our hearts overflow with gratitude to you, God of all people, who formed and knitted us in our mother's womb. Lord, as we reflect on your word, we remember the mother of Moses, who placed him into a raft on the river. Our saving God, we pray for parents who struggle to raise their children in oppressive circumstances. We remember Rachel crying for her children. God of justice and hope, we pray for those whose children are mortally at risk and look to a time when children can safely live in their communities. We remember Lois and Eunice who taught Timothy faith, lived out in their lives. Faithful God, we pray for those who teach us faith by their example of following you. Help us, Lord, to be good examples of all by the way we live and follow Jesus. We pray for the children in India who are left orphaned by the dreadful COVID-19. We pray our offerings bring timely relief and provide hope and care for the victims there, especially the motherless children. This year, we remember those in our congregation who have lost their mothers, many having lived good and full lives and others taken too soon. God of comfort, as a mother comforts her children, we give ourselves to your embrace as you envelop us with presence and peace. We pray for our world. We pray for continued recovery from the pandemic, for those literally starving, for those under oppression, who long to be free, for those in our own country and community who are in need of justice and compassion. Come, Lord Jesus. Give us wisdom with a resolve to be gracious and not haughty towards those who differ with us. Let us live beyond good intentions to fulfill your will of peace and harmony in all we do. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit and teach us, Lord, to love with unabashed, unconditional love, the way you have loved us through the ultimate gift of giving in your Son, Jesus, in whose name we pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
1: My life flows on an endless. I
5: Let us begin our time in the scriptures with a prayer for illumination. Please join me in prayer. O God, your word is more precious than fine gold and sweeter than purest honey. As we turn to your scripture, send your Holy Spirit to infuse your word with truth and grace so that the good news of your love will shine before our eyes and delight our senses, so that we cannot help but respond with wonder, faith, and trust. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Romans. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, in accordance with Jesus Christ, so that all together you may, with one voice, glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And from the letter to the Colossians, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. The word of the Lord.
0: Friends, As we have walked through the 12th chapter of the letter to the Romans, and as we have sought to open ourselves to the renewing and redeeming spirit of Christ in us, we have been learning how to follow Jesus. Everything that we do and worship, and everything that we say as we study and contemplate the scriptures, presumes that you have decided to follow Jesus or at least that you want to give it a shot and consider the possibilities so let's think for a moment about the business of learning from whom do we learn all about life well of course Jesus is not the only one from whom we learn Today is Mother's Day, and we want to recognize the fact that mothers have a fundamental role. You might argue they have the most fundamental role, as far as human beings are concerned, when it comes to teaching. Many of you have sent me material over the years about Mother's Day, and I have always appreciated these thoughts from Bill Quintero. Bill said that my mother taught me to appreciate lots of things. She taught me to appreciate, for instance, a job well done. When she said to us, if you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning this house. Or he said, my mother taught me foresight. When she said, make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. My mother taught me about the science of osmosis. When she would say at the dinner table, shut your mouth and eat your supper. My mother taught me the circle of life. I brought you into this world and I can take you out. My mother taught me about receiving. You're going to get it when you get home. My mother taught me about behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. My mother taught me about justice. One day you'll have kids and I hope they turn out just like you. And finally, my mother taught me about religion. You better pray that will come out of the carpet. Well, whatever. Thanks, moms, for what we have learned from you. Let's move on. Let's think about what we learn from the Word of God about the way of God in the world. Today, I want to focus on one word in particular, the word harmony. In Romans 12, we're counseled to live in harmony. In Romans 15, the same phrase occurs, live in harmony. In Colossians 3, we have that word again, live in perfect harmony. Harmony is a beautiful concept, an instructive concept, an important concept in principle that you and I must learn if we're going to learn to walk in the way of Jesus. And so to help us think about harmony, today I have chosen to speak in front of our organ console here in the sanctuary at the church. I think there's a lot that we can learn about harmony in our relationships as we compare it side by side with musical harmony. Now, let me note this first of all, that learning how to live life is a long and hard and complex thing. It's represented in some sense by this machine that sits here behind me. This is a complicated machine. There are hundreds, probably thousands and thousands and thousands of combinations of all of the different keys and all of the different stops representing all of the different pipes. It takes a long time and a lot of work to learn how to operate this machine. And it's the same way with life. Arguably, life is even harder. Years ago, a book came out that was based on this one little saying that all I need to know I learned in kindergarten. And in a way, that's true. You do begin to learn the fundamental lessons of life in kindergarten. But then you have to learn how to apply those lessons for the rest of your life. I have known lots of old folks, and I love getting to know them, and I love maybe even becoming one of them, because I've learned that the wisest and best people in the world are those who are still growing and learning no matter how old they are. To live in harmony, like learning how to play this organ, takes lots of work. We also have to note that you must learn in your life what you can do that is specific to you. Each of these organ keys and each one of these buttons and knobs corresponds to a specific set of pipes in this pipe organ. Each key ties into one pipe from that set. The pipes themselves are all kinds of different shapes. Some are tiny, some are huge, some are fat, some are slender, some are metal, some are wood. They're adjusted in different ways to make different sounds. That's the way it is as we think about Christian character. In the 12th chapter of Romans, we are taught about some of the specific and major things of Christian character that we need to learn. Specific sounds, if you will, that we make in our lives. We're taught about humility. It's mentioned here again in this section of Romans we're looking at today. Do not be haughty. We're taught about valuing people. We're counseled to associate with the lowly. We're taught about the the value of having clarity about ourselves and our abilities. The scripture says, do not claim to be wiser than you are. And we're taught lots of other things in the scriptures as well about compassion and kindness and meekness and patience and forgiveness and love. Those are just suggestive, if you will, some of the major, not any of the minor things that we need to learn and that we need to develop and grow in ourselves and then learn what we're good at. We need to learn the specific things that are in our personality that we can help to make blossom and flourish and grow. And we need to know what those things are. We need to know which pipe we are in the organ, if you will. Because there is something that only you can add into the mix of human life, into human life and flourishing. Each individual person in the world is invited to contribute into the life of the world, into the music that the world makes, if you will, because only that person can contribute those things. There is something that happens with pipe organs every once in a while. It's called a cipher. It's where a key gets stuck or something gets messed up in the mechanism, and the particular sound that the organist wants to to play doesn't happen. And you miss that sound. You see, each one of us is called to contribute, to add our voice into the harmonic symphony that is human life. Actual harmony, if you think about it, requires different sounds. All the same sound is not harmony. That's only unison. Harmony is where there are many different sounds. Unison, after a while, gets kind of boring, frankly. If there were only one kind of sound in the world, there really would be no such thing as music. So much of Scripture is about learning how to blend together all of the things that exist in a redeemed human soul And how to put all those things together in positive ways of engaging each other and life in the world, life in the church, life in our families, life in our marriages. You see, Christians are not people who sit back and watch and wait for someone else to do something, for someone else to contribute into the life of the world. We believe that God has given everyone something beautiful to offer and the more options you have, the better. With pipe organs, the more stops you have representing more pipes and more sounds, the the more the organist can mix and blend and call forth in the music that is made. Human flourishing is enriched by all the things that people can do and all the things that people are. Now, so far, I've really only been talking about one voice, one person, one note. What can you do? Or what can I do? But the real fun, of course, begins when you try to put them all together. What do you get when you play just one note on an organ? Well, let's see if we can find out. Not too interesting, is it? Let's see if we can blend a few other notes in. Pray for me. I really don't know how to play this thing. There! I've made my organ debut here at the Village Church. (laughs) You know, to make real music, to make real life, you have to blend and match and control and orchestrate the whole thing. You have to pick the right notes at the right time and put it together in a seamless symphony of sound. There is a corollary in human relationships. And the key, I think to that corollary, is mentioned in these words that Paul chooses to speak to the church in Rome. He says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. That's really not just about laughing and crying. That's about all the times of life, all the seasons of life, all the needs of life that happen as we share life with each other. This passage is about doing what is needed in any specific situation, in any combination of people in order to be appropriate, in order to be helpful. When the situation calls for laughing, we laugh. When the situation calls for crying, we cry. When the situation calls for giving, we give. When the situation calls for receiving, we receive. You see, the great symphony of life that we create in our relationships with each other means having the right tools at the right time and applying them in the right way and doing what we can do, not what we cannot do, only what we can to contribute into the flourishing of the world. And that requires paying attention to others. It requires listening. It requires caring about their situations. It requires learning about what's actually helpful. It means that we always ask, how can I help? What can I add? What can I do? That can be hard work because we have our own agendas. We have our own needs, and frankly, we don't care oftentimes. But if we're going to learn to rejoice when rejoicing is called for, or weep when weeping is called for, if we're going to learn to live harmoniously with all, then we must learn, and we will if we want to follow Jesus. And so we also have to remember that that effort is worthwhile because there's something beautiful to be achieved when we achieve harmony. Music, simply put, exists for the sake of beauty and joy and inspiration and comfort and expression. What's the point of harmony in human relationships? In chapter 15 of Romans, we read this, learn to be harmonious, learn to live in harmony, and here I quote, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. There it is. The point of working towards harmony is all is so that together we can with one voice glorify the God and Father of of our Lord Jesus Christ. That word glorify is an interesting word. It means this, in some sense, that we want to say how great God is. When we glorify God, we say, God, you're cool. You're the creator. You're the Lord. You're the one who makes it all happen. That's part of what it means to glorify God, but there's something much more than that and further beyond that that we also have to learn. We glorify God when we prove our love for God, our trust of God, our admiration of God, our dependence on God by living the way he made us to live. Simply saying that you love God, but not loving the way of God. Simply saying that you trust God, but not actually trusting God. Simply saying that you believe God tells you the way to live that works, but then not living that way, that does not glorify God. We make God happy, we make ourselves happy when we actually learn to live in harmony with each other. And then, when we are living in harmony with each other, we discover that we are living in harmony with God. In the little letters that John wrote, he said, if you want to love God, then love your neighbor. If you say that you love God, then show me how you are loving your neighbor. Because in loving your neighbor and loving others, and living in harmony with others, we actually then are living in harmony with God. And that's a beautiful thing. Let's remember that we cannot achieve harmony by ourselves. Others must want to harmonize with us as we give ourselves over to the goal of harmonizing together. Life doesn't work very well if only one wants to love and serve and give. Life doesn't work very well if only one wants to seek and follow the truth and if only one wants to include everyone in the circle of God's love. It takes all of us, and when all of us are not involved, then harmony doesn't quite happen. You can play every single key on this organ in absolute perfection, but one mistake, one sound that doesn't want to play along can ruin the whole thing. And so we have to learn to submit to the will of the one who's actually playing the organ. As a machine, this thing will do pretty much only what the organist tells it to do. Just like a choir sings best when it obeys the direction of the conductor, the organ plays best when it obeys the instructions of the organist, and the church does best, and God's whole human community does best when we follow one Lord, one leader. The only one actually who knows how to put it all together into one great harmonious life of love and beauty and joy. We've been comparing and contrasting the way of the world with the way of Jesus. The way of the world says my voice is better than your voice. The way of the world says we don't need your voice. The way of the world sometimes says, we only need my voice. The way of the world sometimes says, we can create only one tune and only I get to decide what sounds good. The way of Jesus is different. The way of Jesus is the only way that works. What kind of music do you want to make? Lord God, through the present power of your Spirit, teach us to learn what we can add to the great symphony of life. Help us have courage to add our voice. And then teach us how we can blend all that we are and all that we will be into the life of goodness and love that you intend, that you want for all of your creation. Amen.
4: Having heard the word of God, read and proclaimed, let us join together and affirm our faith. This is the commandment, that we should believe in the name of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the spirit that he has given us. Amen.
0: confess that as I was writing this sermon, I couldn't help but think of the song written in 1982 by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder, the song Ebony and Ivory. You know how it goes. Ebony and ivory live together in perfect harmony. Side by side on my piano keyboard. Oh Lord, why don't we? Exactly. Why don't we? We find it difficult to live in harmony with everyone else because we want to play only our tune, or we want to only hear a certain kind of music, or we're afraid to contribute what we have, or we don't know how to include others in our lives in the great symphony of beauty and joy that God wants for us all. Lord, help us. Help us to learn the way of Jesus in the world so that indeed we can make beautiful music for everyone else to hear and then make them want to join in as well. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you his peace today and always. Amen.